What is it the youngsters say? It's been a hot minute, folks. Is that what it is? Anyway, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I've been away for ages making a, a new clan fan. So we've now got a, I've got Alexandra, who's a six, six and a half week old clan fan, which explains my absence. You've got no excuse, really, but thankfully one of us is <laughs> keeping in touch with the games and we've got an unbelievable amount of stuff to catch up on. So this is our end of season extravaganza episode, um, number 113, believe it or not. But how have things been from from your point of view in, in clan land and otherwise? Uh, not much, mate. What about you? WBU. Nah, oh. Sorry, anyway. <laughs> uh, I asked you a question and then just started talking again. Yeah, that's, but that's just because we're out of practice. That's it. We're rusty. We're rusty. I tell you what it has been. It has been a, a, an end of season packed with statements and highs and lows and things to think about. So um, I think we need to get straight into it. Um, with, well, well, we'll go back to the, the kind of on ice stuff and uh, Clan managing to sweep into the playoffs, one point ahead of Fife in eighth place to set up a tie with Belfast. And from like falling out from afar, I think most people would think that perhaps this would be the most, certainly if, if not the most, maybe the, the second most predictable of the, the playoff ties. In the end, actually, really close, um, and an excellent effort. I think has to be said for for from the team to run the eventual winners so close and put in such a good performance, especially on that home leg. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just will quickly touch on clan finishing eighth in the league first, but. Um, uh, I mean, it, it felt like the best of a bad bunch, really. I think Fife and Dundee both kind of had their, their chance to overtake us, but they couldn't muster it. Um, I just think it was a bad season, really, no matter what way you look at it. Um, I think I'd, I'd spoke uh, probably online, I think, um, this season about being the lowest points total for a playoff team since um, Dundee Stars. When they only won 13 games back in 2011-12 season, and that's including the the COVID season that ended prematurely and seasons where less matches were played. So <coughs> I would say overall it's a it's a rotten season. Um, but you know we made it we made it into the playoffs. You can only play what's in front of you, as the um, as the saying goes. So. Um, but obviously it meant a tie against Belfast, which, as we know, are the best team in the league. Um, winning a treble this year as well for Belfast. So, um, But, you know, we did run them close. And it, for me, it was a case of why couldn't we perform like that during the season? Um, because, really, I mean, we, we played some really nice stuff. Um in that home playoff game. It is, like, there is 
so much kind of to be admired about Belfast as just a general organisation, a team and whatever else. And that's, I think, where we want to get to. But as you say, um, that performance was, is the kind of performance that you're never going to get it every week. But um, if you look at some of the performances, um, if we even produced kind of half of that, you'd think that we'd be we'd be further up there. Um, you look at how poor Fife and Dundee were, and even Nottingham. Um, we 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 said it throughout the season. There's there's a handful of games that we just really didn't turn up in. You the start of the season, which is just unacceptable for anyone. But um, you know that that team did have it in them at times. That's why it's so disappointing. And the end result really is that the the run continues of. Um, only one final four appearance in however many years it's been, which is just nowhere near good enough for us. Um, and yes, we, we did run Belfast close, but again, it, it just goes down as, sadly, a, another defeat. And um, yeah, it's just, it goes into next season with that same, you start to build up that optimism again, but you wonder if uh, if things will change. I'd, I'd like to hope so, but we we've got to get start getting focused on getting to that weekend and and challenge more for sure. But as a season, as you say, a shocker. How would you? What would you score out of ten as a season? <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely down there. I think it's one of, if not our worst season. Um, despite making the playoffs, I know people will argue that um the John Tripp season was Clan's worst season, but I would I would say this season but just because of everything that's happened, it's all added together to create um the season that it was. So I mean you take Clan's wins against Fife and Dundee out of the equation, um we would have finished on fifteen points. That's you know, totally unacceptable. Um, six wins in forty-one games against non-Scottish teams. Um, so yeah, and you obviously have to look at the budget of those teams as well, Fife and Dundee, and there's a reason why they're down there. So for us to scrape into the playoffs by a point in the end, it's not the positive sign that it was meant to be. I, I don't think. Um, and again, it comes down to various factors, but. Too many passengers in the team throughout the season. Plenty of injuries, obviously. Although the other guys were playing mega minutes and uh, out of position as well for the majority of the season. So there's a lot of factors that went into it. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's up there with one of the worst. Well, it definitely has to be. I mean, the obviously the shambles with the all-face product that we've discussed aside um i think it's it's fair that we we give the players um a bit of credit and obviously the, the stevenson and dixon coming in taking over a sinking ship and actually getting us into that playoff position um from giving the start however many games at winless we were um but 
I, I would like to think that we, we don't want to be just getting into a habit of seeing positives in a, in a really terrible situation. We want to set higher standards in that. And from that point of view, it's just nowhere near it. So next season, I would I would like to think that there'll be big improvements. Um, and obviously, we'll, we'll come on to what those might be a bit later. But yeah, fair play to fair play to Belfast. Clearly, the best team always finishes top. I thought honourable mention to Guildford. Obviously, mm-hmm. that ran them really close. We've said it before, but there's no reason to me that, that we can't be a Guildford and get our house properly in order. Get, if we get the right recruitment, the right coach in place, then you know you can build a team that can definitely have the right balance and challenge Belfast. And I think that's what made it exciting because they were a cat amongst the pigeons kind of up there and displays Sheffield and Cardiff which was nice um, so I'd like to see us do something like that but uh, yeah Belfast too good in the end and deserved it really Oh they did die um, I was just um, I was just laughing there because just talking like I mean you could copy and paste this conversation every off season pretty much for the last four or five years I think we spoke about the same thing they need to recruit well and uh, you know start building in the off season, building a team that can that can challenge and you know there's a a bit of hope on the horizon. So um, you know we'll come on to that a bit later. But yeah, congratulations to Belfast, by far the best team in the league, on and off the ice. Um, yeah, they've got a bigger budget, but they can also recruit better um, with that as well. And you know Adam Keefe's got excellent contacts in the game and you know it's someone that knows exactly what what he needs to succeed as well you know is exactly the type of player that's missing um you know so yeah credit credit to them um they've you know they're really uh, i think in a way starting to pull away a wee bit from the rest of us i know you were saying guilford and obviously they do need a mention because um you know, for a sustained period, they they were really good and they did push Belfast pretty much all the way. Um, but just you know, ultimately falling just short in the end. Yeah, Belfast have definitely set a standard, and I think they'll they'll kind of be be there for the next couple of years. They've set a good foundation, and obviously players that do well, um, you know, move on from there, but. Uh, they've got such a good reputation, it means the recruitment's easier and and then yeah, maybe you are more likely to retain your top guys because of the success you're getting. It's it's kinda like Cardiff were a couple of seasons ago. Belfast yeah. are now are now doing that. Um and yeah, we'll we've got miles to go to reach to reach that. But it would be about taking oh, yeah. taking some kind of small parts of that and looking to build um little bits of success um but that's it's something to aspire to really um yeah. one thing obviously that, that did happen in, in those games was um craig peacock playing his last 
his last professional match and as you know I've never been his biggest fan as a player but I think it's definitely worth giving him our best wishes because um, he's had an impressive career 761 games 216 goals 283 assists he actually finished 499 points so I'm surprised he doesn't want to play a couple more games next season to get 500 <laughs> Um, um, I had no idea it was that close. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But 172 games for Clan, 27 goals, 41 assists. And um, I, I just always, always thought he, he could provide more. Obviously, a good guy, and moved into the the uh, leadership roles towards the end of his career. Um, and he has definitely been a good. A good servant to the club. So from my point of view, hopefully, he uh, has a good retirement and best wishes for whatever comes next. It leaves a another gap in our um, Brit players. So be interested to see where we go with that and get Haywood back. But apart from that, yeah, good luck to him. Well, I don't know if you've seen. We you might not have seen. Um, but why he would sign back with Leeds again for next season. So that's a that's a non starter. Um but yeah, hopefully there'll be there'll be someone else out there to, to take up the mantle. Um but yeah, I mean he's had he's a pretty good career, Craig Peacock. Um, you know, two two elite league trophies to his name. Um you know plenty of Plenty of really good seasons in Belfast, and I think that's what's been so frustrating for for us as clan fans is not really been able to tap into that form that they had in Belfast and and bringing it here. Um, and yeah, but you know, as as you say, maybe perhaps taking a, a slightly different role in the team as well and a bit more responsibility. Um, certainly last season with being the the captain for the last few months of the season so yeah wish him all the best for for his retirement but um yeah it, it does it does leave a hole there because as we know the the situation with the with the british players is um it's not great really but um yeah that's for the, the incoming people to be um to work out what to what to do there yeah, I think kind of on a related note, did the number of has the number of imports increased again? Possibly. I'd seen, yeah, I don't know if this is just a rumor that's going to happen in the off season, but yeah, I think I'd I'd seen it was the import limit was to be increased to fifteen. Yeah, um, so, so less less space for for um, maybe guys like Peacock. So. Maybe it would just be the case that another import will come in, but um, I still think there's a place for, well, there definitely is a place for good homegrown players like that. So um, I'd like to think that we can fill that role, but we'll really have to see what happens on that front. Um, so season's done. It's one to absolutely forget for so many reasons. Um, but Kind of shortly after things finished up on the ice, and the first bit of ownership news came out, and that was that 
um, back the bid statement was released um, to say essentially that they wouldn't be involved in the takeover process of clan anymore. Um, the, the, the main bits that I wording that I picked out of it was that he felt the seller needs to be motivated to as long with the buyer, uh, along with the buyer, and that there maybe was another preferred bidder mm. in the process. We obviously know the answer to that. Um, but I think from from my point of view with them, it would have been great to see guys like that involved with a club who are clearly fans and passionate. Um, it's totally Neil Black's business, obviously, who he decides to sell to. We can't control that, but I would have liked to see what they would have done with the club. So it's it's a shame that that didn't happen for whatever reason. But um, I would like to think that they might still be involved with the club in one way or another, and that the new ownership that comes in has a has a dialogue with them and. Maybe they can work together to an extent, and it would be interesting to see if they are still. That's something they're looking to, to do or not. Yeah, I think that's a nice idea. Um, I think that immediate reaction when that statement came out was that I, I just felt deflated. You know, after it was a really good night. Um, the bread, despite the result, you know, we'd seen a team leave it all on the ice um, and then for that that statement to come out it was a bit so I brought back down to earth a wee bit um, I've seen folks saying it was like you know sour grapes for not being the preferred bidder and you know I do I understand that point of view but you know trying to look at the whole picture you know these these guys they really care about the club and how how badly it's been run for you know not just this season but for for a number of years now really Um and yeah, obviously last season was was terrible, but um, yeah, with everything that went on, but the the, the silence on the sale of the club um, to the fans, but clearly not only that, but you know these the back the bad guys as well was was pretty awful. Um, you know, as I say, it's bad enough for us. We can kind of make jokes about it and whatnot, but um, yeah. When nobody knew what was happening, um, you know. So for these guys to be kept out of the loop as well, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty shambolic, really, from from Neil Black, and I'm certain that that's probably factored into, you know, why the reason why they released that statement when they did. Um, you know, I, I'm sure looking back, they'll maybe regret doing that. Um, but yeah, ultimately. They were out, out of the running to buy the club and you know the saga around the sale was, was still going on really for um you know e- even after the the season had finished you know but there was no communication on it until you know last week or two weeks ago whenever it, it was um so i can completely understand both sides but i know why they they did it when they did it um and you know we'll maybe get to hear more from them as well in due course, as you sort of alluded to as well with um, the new owners um, as well. But yeah, so not not a great um, not a great end to the season really overall. But um, you know some some better news 
to come from that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, heavily involved with the sponsorship and um, Asprey, of course, are the, the title sponsor. So we'll see um, what remains of that. Um, if, as said, if you're uh, if you're looking to sponsor any podcasts, lads, then just oh, drop us a wee, <laughs> drop yeah, us a, <laughs> drop us a message. Yeah. There you go. We'll give you we'll give you a bit of a discounted rate. Um, <laughs> buying the clan wasn't to be, but there's always there's always a podcast to buy. Yeah, um, we can always and, yeah. and we'll be we will be motivated. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the the kind of wording of it sounded like. Um, obviously Neil Black maybe wasn't wasn't that enthusiastic and keen for for quite a while with them, um, and we had heard absolutely nothing really apart from that until uh, it was the fourteenth fourteenth of April, so it was Friday a couple of weeks ago. Uh, an official statement from the clan came out. Um, and in summary, uh, said that the club was nearing the end of a sale process um, to be bought over by TDL Media, who are um, a kind of sports media entertainment group previously owned Premier Sports in Ireland and have some other um, sporting interests. So, kind of. Neil Black's quotes that I found interesting were that uh, he wanted to engage with someone who had the necessary resource and experience in sports and marketing in the UK, which obviously sounds great. I don't know if that was uh, like a passing remark regarding perhaps back the bid not having that experience. But he said also there are many excellent parties um, and that Michael O'Rourke from TDL Media said that he wants to have the clan in the best possible position to achieve success on and off the ice. So none of this is actually officially finalised and there will be no more statements until it is. So that's that's a position we're used to with the clan having media silence until we hear anything. But... Uh, obviously, some of that's legal and whatever else. But to to take the positive, um, the club is being sold, and we're going to see some change. So you you can't say that's really anything other than exciting, really. Yeah, very very much a case of no need to report that to them until we have something to report from Clan. I think at the moment. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, <coughs> Yeah, I, I thought for um, for Mickey O'Rourke's quote, I thought you were going to go into an Irish accent as well, but <laughs> so I left disappointed there slightly. But um, yeah, I could I could have done um, still, still time. Yeah, still time for that. Um, yeah, not not done a huge amount of research on the prospective new owners, but um, you know you, you can see their business acumen straight away. Just um, you know from Premier Sports being the sort of main aspect that, that a lot of us know about but um yeah other other branches of sports media as well so we'll see how that goes i don't think they've been particularly involved in the running of a of a club 
itself. So, um, which you know, it's not not an immediate concern, but it's um, you know, I'm just keen to get this done and over the line as quickly as possible, and you know, with with their backing, um, we can begin to rebuild the the club once again for next season. Um, yeah, it's been it's been left in a a bit of a mess currently, but um, just happy that that Neil Black seems to be selling out right, which was which was what was needed really. Um, and again, we can kind of hope that TDL have got things in motion to to begin happening as soon as the deal's over the line. Um, with regards to the the obvious positions that need filled. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think um, with the the lease of the arena being part of the takeover as well, I think that you know that could be what's holding things back as well. Not not entirely sure, but um, it's obviously another important component to. It. Yeah, and um, obviously depending on the staffing and all that kind of stuff, it, it won't necessarily be a completely clean slate, but it'll it'll be fresh. And these people will, will bring in new finances, hopefully, and some um, nice new ideas and visions about where they want um, the club to to be. I think fans have got their own thoughts about a lot of that. Um, but for me, like the the one the one thing I would say, the most simple thing. I would say is that uh, I would like just generally the club to look and act like a more professional organisation and to go to games that you're thinking I'm I'm looking forward to this, I'm enjoying what I see, I'm enjoying things on and off the ice and to be competing higher up the table. Like I've, I don't want to pretend that I think these guys can come in and buy a, a, a set of players that can compete to win the league in the first year it's, it's not going to happen and I don't think they would they would try and do that um, but you just want that excitement back and we should be a team that gets to that final four weekend and competes for challenge cups and doesn't go 250 games without a win at the start of a season when we about <laughs> things, but there's there's so many things. But like, what would you say would be your um like number one focus for them if you were to pick one thing? Um, I think for me it's it's about the on ice product. So I want to, I want to see the right appointments made, and there needs to be a general manager in place. Um, first and foremost, who has got plenty of contacts in, in the game and um you know has has experience of, of that that role previously. Um and then the head coach as well is really important for next season. Um and you know once you've got those two in place then you know hopefully the rest sort of falls into place as a result of that. But I think that those two appointments are the are the two main ones for me. Yeah, I I am looking at it from an on ice point 
perspective as well because that for me um, kind of underlines everything. If if they get that right, then the other stuff can follow. And obviously, you need certain building blocks in place to get that right. Um, I yes, completely agree with getting the management and the coaching right. We've sort of said that every year, but this is the first time that we've had hopefully new ownership to to take us in a certain direction that maybe that's different to before. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I thought of was that how will this, will this put us behind in the sense that with a bit of uncertainty waiting for the deal to complete, are we missing out on um, recruiting a coach and players that other teams are already in a position to be able to do it? I don't know. We don't know how much work has is already going on, like on the side with this deal. That potentially the new owners are already working to to bring these guys in. But um, yeah, the, the measurement of success for me in the first season is is that excitement and seeing the arena sell out and um, putting in performances against the other teams that you you take notice of and and you want to come and see the players like we've seen previously so I wouldn't obviously I would love to win the league and stuff but for me that's that's not what this is about initially but I, I do get that there's a certain amount of time that the ownership will get to implement things and to, for fans to see progression yeah, I think that's, you know, ultimately the end goal is that you want to eventually build a team that can that can challenge Belfast and those teams at the top of the league. Um, but yeah, as, as you said, like, the on-ice um, is so important to to the team and, and getting people back through the doors again. Um, yeah, as you'd said, it's about sellouts as well, more, more sellouts and... Um, Sellouts that are actually sellouts and not just, um, you know, I don't know, seventy percent full or whatever. But, um, so yeah, that's you know, that's ultimately the goal is is to build, um, from the top down. Yeah, you can you can pick out bits and pieces from past seasons, <clears throat> um, you know, like some of the players and some of the stuff that they did off the ice with the kind of match night experience things and there are bits and pieces there to build on but um, for me I want to get obviously the deal across the line a coaching announcement um, and and to know that things are happening in the background with bringing back some of the players maybe and uh, bringing in some new ones I, I would actually like, from the, the coaching point of view, I would like to see um, a coach and uh, an assistant. I know, yeah. that dep- I know that depends on the budget, but we've never, we've not really, it's always been maybe an injured player or something like that that helps out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see the coach get a bit of help from an, an assistant, 
even if it's uh, maybe like a younger guy looking to get into coaching or whatever, um, I just always feel like somebody who's not playing on the night is kind of on the bench and uh, helping out with, with certain elements. I would like to see an assistant coach and regarding like the actual coaching situation, for me, I totally admire what Stevenson did and how he's come across and things. But for me, I would still want a Dyson Stevenson as a player if he's back. And, you know, maybe he has some involvement with coaching if it's to be like that. But I would like um, uh, a coach to take us in a, in a kind of fresh direction. Um, but but I do yeah. understand the point of view that fans get behind Stevenson and he understands the club and all that kind of stuff. Um, so but so maybe there is merit in in giving him a job. But I would like to see a I would like to see a full time coach that doesn't play. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. Um, I was going to ask you about your thoughts on Stevenson but um, yeah I, I think for me I pretty much echo what, what you've said. I think it's quite um, interesting as well but um, having a, an assistant manager there I think that's again something that we've missed in recent years. I don't think we've had one since what Richard Hartman um, all those years ago um, so I think yeah that's you know something that should be looked at and um, you know, if that assistant role is Dyson again, then I would be happy with that. Um, but if, you know, if he did want to come back and play, I know he's spoke um, about potentially not wanting to do that. Um, so, you know, ultimately I think it would be, it would be up to him, but I would, I would have him back in a playing capacity. Um, for sure, um, but yeah, I don't know about a, I don't know about a head coach just now. Um, but again, if you know, if there was an assistant, uh, like a full time assistant manager position available, then I would I would be happy for Stevenson to do that role. Even um, you know, learn from an experienced coach and um, you know, look look to build that way and then you know who knows eventually maybe in in a few years then Dyson might want to step into that head coaching role which again I would I would be happy with but um for the time being I think there needs to be someone with a bit a bit more experience and I know you could draw parallels to Malcolm Cameron having loads of experience but um you know there's for every Malcolm Cameron there's an Adam Keefe out there um but yeah, yeah so the, the right, the right kind of experience as well, though. Like as you say, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Malcolm Cameron had the experience, but um, I, I think you can, you know, you can have experience in an exciting style of hockey. It doesn't need to be like fifteen, twenty years coaching experience. Maybe somebody who's who's done it for a couple of years in that position, um has their own ideas and things, that to me can be enough experience. I just think that that's, mm. um, 
that's the kind of freshness we need. And yes, I would like to see Stevenson back. Maybe he could be the assistant um, if he doesn't feel like he he wants to play. Um, but again, if if they did decide that Dyson Stevenson would be the the coach. Um, I would obviously get behind that. It's something that I think a lot of fans would as well. Um, and you'd definitely give him a chance. Like you said, you look at Adam Keefe and Dyson Stevenson did a good a good job for portions of, of his tenure. I think um, if you were to give him an off-season to recruit, I think you'd see some quite exciting signings and things like that. So um, who am I to say... He shouldn't get the job, but um, yes, I'd like to see him involved. But for me, um, let's let's try a kind of uh, a new approach that isn't <laughs> that isn't Malcolm Cameron. But I feel <laughs> no, like I've said that so much before, and it's just kind of nonsense. Really. No, I totally get where you're coming from. Though you want to see a a, a a good style of play as well, which is something we've not had for for a few seasons as well which is um you know which has been lacking and, and it's that that gets people through the door as well you want to go and watch exciting hockey um you know you don't want to go and watch dump and chase and you know the odd hit here and there but um yeah you want to watch you know uh, and i know like dyson's talked about this um you know he's a he's a hard nosed type of player, and um, I think he'd said he'd 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 want to build a team um, full of players that are similar to him, um, which I get, but I just don't think that that works now. I don't think that works anymore, and especially um, in the UK, we've got kind of you know there's a, a lot of bigger rinks here than than there is in North America, and. Um, I think you need to you need to have a bit of both. I think for it to work, um, you know, you want the the kind of excitement from a from a European hockey perspective, um, you know, so I combined with with that North American style as well. It's it's a difficult situation, but um, yeah, for for me, I would I would be kind of similar to you. I think you know a really good style of play, and then. You know, build build a, a team of hardworking players around that. Yeah, every every player should be hardworking, really. <laughs> I, I I know that I know that that's just you know, just kind of um, a bit Maybe. of a throwaway comment. But you you definitely yes, need an, a number of players like or players like Dyson Stevenson are great in a team. You definitely need leadership. You definitely need guys that are excellent penalty killers and will do anything for the team but you can't just have a team of that um, no, you've, think, you've seen like this year the success so obviously we, we'll, we've distanced ourselves from Nottingham but they've gone down the route of a, a fairly young French coach who's um, played and we know Nottingham have experimented a bit before kind of like us but um this guy obviously brought through players like Ryan Tate, I think, last year um, from Guildford, who was 
who was excellent. Um, yeah. And 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 plays a, a fast kind of game. Um, and you look you look in the past our our most exciting games to go to was when we had that blend exactly right of of speed and um, you know big guys and it was just I know it's not it's not like a magic wand but I'm looking at Guilford can do it yeah consistently it would seem. Coventry, I think, even the past couple of years have been able to recruit a, a team that plays some good hockey, I think. Um, and, you know, it's, it's why can we not do that? We've, there are players out there and we've got to try and keep the best parts of what we've got and, and add to it. But it's just... Are we are we a bit behind at the moment? Who knows? Um, so yeah. yeah, I think team team chemistry as well. That's a, that's a big thing. Um, you know, you need to find the right types of players as well to to sort of gel together. And um, you know, it can be difficult in this league as well because of the high turnover. Um, but we have had that before, and it's, you know, guys like Matt Keith and. Stephen Meyer, Scott Pitton, you know, all these different types of players, but they all combined well uh, and they all gelled well together. And um, yeah, so I think going forward again, you know, you want a good core of players there um, of a sort of high quality that um, that you can build around. Yeah, I think that that is absolutely key. It's that team element that you see the best teams have and I'm not not sure we've really had it for a few years to be honest. Obviously we yeah. you can be you can have good guys but they need to also be able to play. You know, you look at that Guilford team and um to keep going back to them but um obviously a good mix of, of team chemistry and skill and we've had it in the past. You know that the famous um, 14-15 team where you maybe had guys that weren't the most technical of players but you could tell that the whole team went out every night enjoyed playing and you kind of compensate for for any weaknesses and you let your best players shine I don't, I don't think Malcolm Cameron's coaching allowed that and that's why I don't think it's worth just going saying, well, we'll just try and pick the best players from the league and that yeah. won't necessarily work. It's about how will these guys play together and you'll never technically know that really until it happens. But um I think I think a good coach can can do that. So it's about that going forward. There's a lot of excitement about the new ownership, but let's just hope first of all it goes through and then See where we go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that kind of brings us on to the depressing part that is a, a bit of a end of season kind of player team review. But I guess to start on a on a more positive note, let's look at 
who we think um, did well in a, in a bad season and I guess who you would want to maybe carry into this this next season, who you would want back, um, if that's something that you've thought of. Um, yeah. Yeah, happy to, to go with that. Will we, just, will we go through players that we'd want back for next season then? Start from there. Yeah, let's let's start from there and then we can um we can have a discussion around maybe guys that are on that borderline and arguments for and against it. because um, it's maybe a, let's say it's it's potentially a smaller list than it has been in past seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. So um from from a goaltending point of view, I think it's probably a shared opinion, but John Muse came in, made a big difference, um, certainly won us some games, steadied the ship, and uh, I think he was a miss in those Belfast games. Ty Taylor yeah. came in out of necessity and and actually, you know, made some good saves, but a couple of goals for me, I think John Muse makes saves, or a, a top a, a Shane Starrett um makes saves there. And that, that can be the difference because it's such a big momentum swing. Um I I don't think we'll see John Muse back, but uh he he would be on my list as as having the invitation to come back, whether we go with this try try our goaltending tandem thing again that we've talked about hundred and fifty <laughs> times. I I would like to see him involved if he was keen to come back, but I don't think he will be. Um and for me, Taylor not certainly not ready to be to be a starter. Um but we we need to it's honestly such a broken record, but Shane Starrett was probably the best thing that Malcolm Cameron did. Oh yeah, in, in his tenure here. Percent, yeah. So if we can get a wee bit of that recruitment magic, then we need like everything goes into the goaltender. Sort it out, the ownership. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you to, to an extent. I think, um, yeah, I mean, Muse did uh, come in and, and bail us out a few times. Um, yeah, very good. Very good netminder. Um, but for me, you know, he's not he's not getting any younger. Um, and as, as I've seen as well, he's quite injury prone. I think it was a few periods um, that he missed a few games here and there. So, um, and obviously, including those those playoff games. Um, so yeah, overall, a very very solid player. Um, and I, I I don't know if this is what you are maybe alluding to with the with the tandem thing, but I don't think John Muse can play fifty odd games a season. No, I don't think he can either. No. Um, so I've I've said I've said no to bringing him back purely based on that. Um, and for for Ty Taylor, yeah, I, I think you know, I do like having the two important netminders. I think it's 
um, I think it's the way forward if if you can find the right players. Um, he performed okay at times, but yeah, especially in those in those big playoff games, you know, too many, too many rebounds and and soft goals, and you know, for for a big guy, not not really imposing enough. Um, for me either. Um, so you know, he is still relatively young as well. I would say so. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with with what you said as well. I don't think he's ready to be a to be a starter for for us or, or anyone else in, in this league at this point. No, I I I would I would agree to go with with two. I think that setup is good. And if if we do have an increased budget, then that would certainly be something I would look at. Um, Particularly if you've got a goaltender that you don't think would be suited to playing 50 games. But you would want all your goaltenders to have the ability to do it, but um, <laughs> they just... Uh, just Clan searching for uh, netminders that can play 50 games and face 50 shots a night. So... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's the story every year, really, isn't it? But... Um, other other teams can always find good goaltenders. We showed we can do it last year. So let's go and do it again, please. Um, defensively, for me, um, I would be looking at Massey, McLean and Liam Stenton and uh, Colton Walks is somebody that I think is has been steady and I've talked about in the past. So wouldn't be disappointed to see him back. Um Solo had an impact with that goal against Belfast. Um but if we're if we're if we're being brutal, for me it would be Massey McLean and Stenton. Um a season one Mitch Jones you would absolutely take back, but Last year's, um, for me, he he um, wasn't at his best. So, if we're going to get that first season, Mitch Jones, yeah, I'm taking him. But otherwise, um, I've got three guys, and I'm getting that half of my my defence is new. <laughs> I know. I think this is, this is part of the problem. This exercise is that when you've had a season like we've had. You don't want to start bringing back most of the most of the players that sort of were, you know, culprits for a lot of a lot of what went, went on. But I have to say, like the defence that we've got at the end of the season uh, is very different to to what it was at the start of the season. I think, um, but I think I've I've got exactly what you've got for. The ones that you'd want back, I think Massey. Um, he really came on a game after after a poor start as well. I think well, everyone had a poor start, but um, I think he noticed just how much better um, a player Kevin Massey was through um, as the season went on. I think he became a an integral part to our defence. Um, I think with with better players around him as well, I think he would be. 
really great for us. I think he's a he's a smart player as well. He's um, you know a, a steady guy as well with a, with decent upside. So yeah, I would probably have Kevin Massey back if he was if he was wanting to come back. Um, Drew McLean as well. Uh, yep, I've also would like him back. He added some much needed speed and a sort of offensive threat when he came in and sort of maintained that kind of high energy level throughout. Um, had a couple of poor games in the playoffs, though, I have to say, but um, I wouldn't hold that against him because, you know, overall he was he was pretty good for us. Um, yeah, Stenton, and again, we've kind of we've talked about this. I actually, I don't think Liam Stenton had a good season this year, um, if I'm being honest, but again, there's various factors that go into why um, he's had the season that he had. I think he's a, you know, I think he's a good Brit talent. Um, I think he's already under contract, actually, for next season, but um, I would have him back anyway. I think he needs a good coach to develop his game. Um, you know, and he's he's had that, that season of regression, which is through no fault of his. Um, yeah, I could probably go on a wee bit about um, the issues in the league with the inability to find good coaches that want to develop um, young British players, but we'll maybe leave that for the off-season. Um, but yeah, I would have, I would have Stenton back for sure. Um and then Waltz as well, you'd, you'd mentioned. I think <clears throat> it ended up being quite an injury hit season for for Colton, but um, yeah, for me, played played well. He was steady throughout, um, especially through that that bad injury as well that he had. Probably should have had surgery on that sooner than what he did. Um, you know, that could maybe have meant he was back earlier and, and helping us to get. Um, you know, better results at the back end of the season. Um, but yeah, I think if he stays fit, then yeah, I would I would be happy if if Colt Balls came back. Um, I like what he brings to the team. I think he's um, yeah, as I said, kind of a good a good steady player. Um, I think he helped us as well when he came back um, overall. But yeah, I'm still I'm kind of undecided on him because you know if he's you know, it depends really on how well he thinks he could play. If he's, you know, if he thinks he's a hundred percent, then I would have no bother with having Box back. Um, and Jones, for me, I think. Well, to be fair to Mitch Jones, he played way more minutes than I'm sure he would have liked. Um, I've said, yeah, he did okay. But overall, didn't play as well as the previous year. Um, but he is one of these guys that we've talked about. I think he divides opinion amongst fans. Um, he was really good against Belfast, but um, you know, one one game's not enough for me to to say I want him back. Um, you know, he's probably one of these players. I wouldn't be upset if he did come back, but also don't as a and I said I don't really want too many uh, of the the D men from this season staying. So um, you know I think you there are probably better 
options available, maybe. Um, so yeah, that's probably the ones that I would that I would look at. Um, Solo and Taken in, yeah, they kind of came in a bit a bit later. They were both kind of steady overall, but um, they all were also involved in games where we conceded six, seven, or eight goals. So yeah, they. They filled the, the kind of quota that we that we needed, but um, yeah, I think we'll thank thank them from for that and and move on. I think. Yeah, didn't didn't quite do enough probably, but um, <coughs> uh, yeah, it was a good point to rate that. Probably a bit harsh on Jones. Uh, he did play a ridiculous amount of games and minutes. Um, still our fifth highest point scorer, albeit he was I think. 13 points down on, on last season. But no doubt that does um, is reflected in the amount that he did play. Um, and he, he does possess that threat which you need to have from defence. Um, so again, he's, he's kind of on that, that borderline for me. Um, obviously a good player and yeah, we wouldn't be disappointed if he's back, but I think he he would know that his um, standards, particularly defensively, could be could be a bit higher. Um, and Massey actually finishing with more points than Dixon, Stevenson, um, Peacock, Kennedy. So I like the guy. I could finish with more points. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good point. So, full <laughs> on that absolute bum note, forwards. Yeah. Uh, you wanna you wanna take this one, and then I'll let you know what my <laughs> thoughts are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want me to start with Brad Kennedy? I'm just. I don't. Oh, I'm you, you can. You can if you want. How long have you got? No, I'm joking. Um. Okay, I'll just I'll go through the ones I'll, that I would want to keep. Um, so there's not too many here. Um, we've got Jordan County, I think. You know, pretty much. I think every fan would want Jordan County to stay. Um, he's a must keep for me. By far the the best Brit player that we've got now. Um, but not only that, I thought he was. Overall, probably our best player at times in, in certain games throughout the year as well. Um, stepped up when required, played a lot of second line minutes. Um, so yeah, he's just yeah, he's a really good, a really good player that you know stuff that's hard to come by, is especially for for clubs like us as well. So I think you know if we can hang on to him, then I think we should throw everything at him. Um, in a, in a nice way, of course. Um, yeah, I think he's a, he's a must-keep for me. Um, Gary Hayden. Um, yeah, standout professional in, in his first year pro. Um, stepped up when when others bailed in, on the club and uh, chipped in with, with goals throughout the season. Um, I would say he's probably my player of the year. Um, I think he'd be even better as well in a uh, in a better system, and uh, you know, with 
better quality around him as well. Um, I don't think he's an out an out and out point scorer. I think he would be um, great to have on the second line. I think for us. Um, but yeah, absolutely loved him. Such a seems like such a nice guy as well. He's always smiling and just yeah, just a good pro. Um, so yeah, I would love to have him back. Um, McParland, yeah, I would I would like to have McParland back, but I think there's rumours that he's off to um, Germany. I think I think he was rumoured to maybe be going to Belfast as well at one point, but um, not sure how that's going. But you know, it's similar to Massey as well. He started poorly, um, really poorly actually. I think you know for our sort of main guy, he was a massive letdown at the start of the season. Um, as a lot of players were. Um, similar stats to um, Daniel Tedesco at, at Guildford and um, from last season and, and look how both of their seasons have, have contrasted. Um, you know, he was kind of, he was berated for a lack of goals, but they vastly improved as the, as the season went on. Um, I found a good rapport with Hayden as well. Um kind of towards the end of the season so yeah I think you know definitely saw an improvement in, in his in his play as well I think you know if we could then I'd probably have him back uh, and the last one for me would be would be Dyson um, you know obviously took on that, that coaching role he does the dirty side of the game well as well though um, you know we'd like to see him in a team that's not you know, reliant on him um, could bring out more of his point scoring side. Um, but you know, you can wax lyrical about him. You know, um, steps up for teammates, plays a lot of penalty kill minutes, and uh, you know, throws himself in front of in front of pucks and and all sorts. So yeah, I think he's spoken as well. He seems un, unsure on on his future as a player. Um, so we'll wait and see on that one. Um, but yeah, I would I would absolutely have him have him back as a as a player or as as an assistant coach. Um, yeah, I think I think he could he could really um, he could really give us um, something to work with next season. That's for sure. But yeah, those are those are the ones anyway. Um, can't remember how many that was. I think there was only four there. Four, yeah, and actually, in a in a kind of way that's sort of unlike this podcast, I have completely agreed. <laughs> uh, because I know sometimes we have different opinions, just small bits to add. But I think you've you've really covered that well. Um, Hayden, definitely the standard. I I think that Hayden scored a lot of goal scorers goals I know what you mean about him not being a point scorer but um, quite a kind of opportune guy that yeah. scored goals around the net and um, was was always a bit of a threat albeit he's a um, not the biggest guy uh, but yeah I think like you say and with a year's experience of the league at a young age, I think he could be really important next year. And I would definitely give him 
give him another chance. Obviously, has a, a great smile as well for, for when Clan win. <laughs> That's the picture everybody wants to see. Um, you covered everything about County. I think expectations when he came from Guildford were high. And he's done, he's done very well in a, in a struggling team. And uh, we, we definitely do need Brit players of that standard. So he's, he's a must re-sign if we can. Stevenson, we've already really covered. Um, and yeah, McParland, I think, really did improve. And we saw that he can be... I, I think next year he could be very, very good. But like we've seen, um, it might be difficult to, to keep him. But I think if he did stay in the league next year, whoever whoever had him would have a real asset there. Because I think with, with all imports, it does take a bit of time to adapt, especially guys who are brought in to score points. Because if they don't score points, there's a lot of pressure put on them from fans yeah. particularly with the social media stuff now in, in the elite league um, it's quite easy to to dismiss players and, and things like that and then obviously showing that you can step up we had a few fights quite a physical guy and obviously desperate to win so it, he feels like the, the sort of player that you would you would want to have and um and go forward with so those four yeah for me definitely um kennedy just not near the pace for me a, a, a very good goal against fife but that's kind of the only thing i can remember um dixon hey uh, stepping into that coaching job in a difficult situation so fair play and you know, did show did show some moments, but I would I think now look to upgrade in that position. Shabot again, I, I want to give him some credit because I think he actually did quite well played out position a lot this year and came up with some important points. Um, but we're talking about trying to build a, a successful team, and I think we can improve in. In those areas, John Dunbar actually ended up, I think, uh, our third top point scorer. Um, mm. But just, I think, sort of what I'd hoped to get with him, um, we didn't just quite get enough. I think he's, it's harsh to say he's a, he's a luxury player, but I'd don't think he quite fits into that hard-nosed, like end-to-end style that I would like to see. I think he's a guy for certain situations, um, and and showed some real skill and and things. But it, he's not the, the the John Dunbar from Guildford a couple of years ago, um, and so I wouldn't be against trying to upgrade it again. So all in all, it's it's what it's four forwards and three slash five for defence. So we've got a lot of <laughs> a lot of recruitment to do. 
Um, yeah. And that's kind of not really taking Boesa Ferguson into account. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know what to say about those guys. But I'm just, just talking about imports. There's, there's a lot of slots to fill, and and I want to see them filled with, um, guys that are going to get us some excitement and and a bit of success, and not just trying to nibble around the eighth, eighth place. But it's harder said than done, obviously. No, of course. Um, Sorry, harder said than done? Easier said than done. That's a new one. Harder point, done than said. There yeah. <coughs> we go. Could you use that either way? Is that one of these phrases that you could... I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. Thinking about it too much. Um, yeah, I'll just kind of quickly wrap up and import forwards then. So I... Shabot, I think my last in memory of him is... Um, he missed a lot of easy tappings um, throughout the season, and you know that's you know probably unfortunate. That seems to be my lasting memory of him because I, you know, he, he did do well in a lot of games, and um, as you said, played a lot in in defence as well. Um, had a decent engine, uh, chipped in with with points as well. So, um. Yeah, with with a well built team, he could be a really good third liner. But this season overall, just for me, goes against him. Um, Steph Dixon, um, again, you touched on the coaching role side of things. So um, we know how good he is on on faceoffs, and uh, you know, but for me, that's you you need a bit more than that now. I think. Um, on the ice, yeah, but bit of a, an enigma at times. Although, you know, was playing was playing with Kennedy and Peacock, which you know, <laughs> a lot of the season, which doesn't yeah. it doesn't yeah, help. It was against you. Um, I mean, you can tell he was he's a great player, but he's just just lost his legs, maybe. Um, yeah, that, that that sorry, that to interrupt just the face-offs yeah. thing. It is, it is key, and oh, so it, what a difference it did make having somebody there that would win them. So, no, I, I can't advocate having a player stick around for another year just to win face-offs, uh, but, <laughs> but it, it just shows the difference yeah. that it did make that we, we had a wee bit of that, because we've not had it for, for ages. And yeah, if if you had a three or four year younger Dixon, probably he would still be at Cardiff. But um, <laughs> you know, he he would add another. Um, what did he get? He get um, let's see, twenty-six goals, sixteen assists this season. Mm. I think you know. I'd like to see his stats from a couple of years ago, but um, yeah, I've got. I can't really say anything anything bad about him. I think he he performed he performed fine, but again, I, I'm looking for and again, he was brought in for a sort of assistant coaching role, was he not initially under Cameron? Yeah, I so, think so. Yeah. 
I don't know if, if he'd be looking for... It, maybe he would be looking for something in a non-playing capacity and he would fit into an assistant coaching role. I don't know. But again, that's just total speculation. But yeah, we can upgrade there, I think. And sorry for interrupting your flow. No, that's all right. I think yeah, no, that's, that's an important point, though, to, to note. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I would be equally happy with Stephen Dixon going into that assistant coaching role um, that we spoke about. Um, so, yeah, no, that's, that's important to note that. Um, where was that? John Dunbar. Um, yeah, there's, there's a good player in there. We know that. Um, we saw it brief times this season, but for the majority, he was underwhelming. Um, was rumoured to be returning for next season, but I don't know. This is kind of it's all up in the air at the moment. Um, yeah, it just didn't really do it enough for me. Um, which, again, I think we kind of thought that might be the case at the start of the season. Um, just following the, his career trajectory at Guildford. So, um, and uh, Brad Kennedy, big bad Brad. I would probably say like, but but for Jamie Crooks, <laughs> Jamie Crooks, Sorry, is, is, he's a, he's a saving grace for him because, yeah, I think he's he's got a bit up there with one of our poorest ever forwards. I think um, didn't really show anything when we really when we really needed everyone. Um, you know, kind of just seemed very slow and not not suited to the bigger ice. Um, didn't use his size as an advantage either, um, which I think was was promised when he arrived. Um, yeah, very rarely used his body to finish checks and stuff. I don't remember him dropping the gloves either. Um, yeah, just uh, I don't like being like this to, to players because you know I don't really know the ins and outs. Of, you know how how they're doing, um, you know, because it's it's obviously a big change for guys like that coming over, um, playing outside the US and outside North America. So, um, you know, it's maybe just not worked out for him. That's absolutely fair enough. You know, we've seen that, but we saw that this season even as well with Gregory Toffy the run uh, earlier on in the season. So, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work out. But yeah, it just. Was not was not a good year for um for Brad, that's for sure. Um, I think um, I think on that yeah, you, you don't wanna judge and, and assume what's what's going on, but it he just looked to be a wee bit unfit for the pace of the league because it's quick now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean people can make their judgments about worst ever forward um, but sort of at the time I think just did seem like and I mean this, this just sounds horrible but it seemed like a signing to, to just fill one of the last import slots yeah. without really having the the skill set to be effective in the team you know just didn't wasn't that guy that just 
went around annoying everybody and yeah yeah maybe didn't have the skill but actually impacted things in a way that you remember and then the flip side of that just didn't really contribute otherwise so Mm -hmm. I'd like to think that every player you get you kind of remember for a reason and he maybe just falls below that I always have that that goal against Fife. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it will exactly, which is more than we'll ever get. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I just like to quickly kind of sum up on on the Brits. I don't. Um, Buesa, or is it Busa? I've heard I've heard a lot of people saying Busa recently. Mm. Um, so yeah, I need to keep track on that. Um. Or McFarlane. McFarlane, yeah. Yeah, who knows if you're actually saying any of these guys' names properly, but there you go. Um, I obviously left for um, for Sheffield Steel Dogs on a two-way deal, um, which I totally understand. You know, I do get these kind of, these brick guys, they don't have long, uh, it's not a long career anyway, but um, particularly for these guys, you know, so they, Probably looking to get the the best coaching available. So, um, Sheffield, yeah, seems to be a good place to for developing players. So, could totally understand that. Um, but you know, for for us, I think we could have done with an extra body in there for a few games. Um, uh, so yeah, there's kind of two sides to that that coin. Um, and and Ferguson. Not really seen enough. Um, we'd probably have given him more of a chance on that third line instead of Kennedy for for a lot of it as well. Um, you know, we've seen in the past what what he can do. Um, that I think he had a, a season at Milton Keynes where he'd put up sixty odd points. Um, I know that's not not in the elite league, but um, you're still you're still a decent player if you can. If you can do that at that level, um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe these guys aren't the answer after all. But I do think that sometimes they need to be given a proper chance. Yeah, and I think at times that they could have stepped up and done that. I, um, yeah, I think they could have, and and maybe maybe the next coach is somebody that will get the best out of these guys. Um, it's it's hard to say, but yeah, there are, there are so many areas for improvement that we could we could talk about it forever. But um, I think one thing that we that we definitely do know is that the change generally can only be good. And if 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 we get the recruitment. 75% right then we'll be in for some some more excitement than we saw than we saw this year so that's that's got to be the hope um, regardless of who we bring back but if it's if it's a completely new team then we'll get behind it if it's the if it's the same 23 players as last year then we'll also get behind it but I'll, well, at the same time we'll be very worried 
but yeah, a lot of que- a lot of questions to be answered. Um, but at the same time, it's it's exciting because for the first season in years, we've had some fresh change that the club needed, and it's it's going to be good. That's my hope, anyway. Yeah, definitely. Just need to get that, get that sail through, get it done and over the line. Um, and obviously the sooner the better, so we can we can start preparing for next season and hopefully not be too far on the back foot. Yeah, and we'll start to get those new players signing announcements through, and that's when it really you you get get that Friday feeling. You get that Friday feeling. You get excited for the pre-season games against Solway Sharks or whatever. Or maybe maybe the new ownership will, will bring across European teams again. So all these wee kind of things that that really add to the experience for me. Get the get the yeah. season going. But yeah, we've we've discussed a lot. There's probably a lot more to talk about and, and that will come up. Um and it's it's good because everybody will have different opinions about players, but those that ours ours are quite similar that time. Um, but we'll have a, a newly owned clan next year, hopefully, and onwards and upwards. That's my my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I was going to say like it's good good to be back uh, doing this podcast. I was going to say we're the we're the Craig Peacock of podcasts, but. It's a bad example now that he's retired, but we're more more the Jordan County of podcasts. Elite oh, yeah, the player. Gary in the podcast. Oh well. Okay. I was gonna I was going down this at a British thing, but oh, yeah, yeah. um elite British player, an elite podcast, um that doesn't get the recognition it should. No, exactly. And that's why we're open for sponsorship. Um but yeah. yeah. So, Ask me. <laughs> you know, you know what you to know, do. <laughs> you know where we are. Yeah, you do. Um, I think that's that's all for me. It would be good to get people's opinions as the off season continues, and we'll keep in touch as the news flows now and, and get regular recordings and stuff. Um, and yeah, good to be back. And yeah, let's let's get next season going with a clean slate. That's it. Build from the top. Top down. And then we can do it. We're winning the league next year. Absolutely. 2023-4 Champions Glasgow plan. Um, But thanks everybody for listening as always and we will catch up next time with uh, the best team in the league. That is certainly not going to be us but maybe one year. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again. Cheers, folks.